Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, when I sit down and design a long-term care plan for a client, there are two key things that we do. Number one is we're trying to decide the amount of coverage that is going to work for their situation. And this is going to be, you know, different for everybody. We're going to look at their income, their assets, and try to kind of figure out how much they want to contribute versus how much they want to pay for with the insurance. So we kind of come up with that benefit amount. And the second thing we do is we try to figure out the best way to fund your plan. Now, I will tell you on this point, many people still think of long-term care insurance as just something that you have to continue to pay into over time, you know, like your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance. But in reality, we have a wide variety of funding options to choose from. And today we're going to talk about funding options. Funding options are going to vary based on the type of program that you have, meaning a traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care plan or an asset-based plan. And so when I say traditional, I say traditional pay-as-you-go because most of them are structured that way, but that doesn't mean they have to be that way. There are some different funding options, and we're going to learn about those. So let's start with traditional. And what do I mean by traditional? First off, traditional long-term care insurance. These are the plans that have been around since the 1970s. And when I refer to a traditional plan, it's usually referred to as pure risk insurance, meaning that there's no other value in that plan. So you're going to buy a plan. You're going to pay the premiums. If you trigger a claim, you'll get your benefit. If you don't trigger a claim, you're not going to get your benefit. There's no other value in those policies. And so that's what I mean by pure risk or traditional. It's the way we insure our house or our cars or even our medical insurance. If you don't get sick, you don't use it. They don't give you your premium back at the end of the year. So without question, the majority of traditional plans are generally set up as a pay-as-you-go policy, meaning you have to make payments until you go on claim. Now, often agents you know, are designing plans based on a monthly or an annual budget. And you know what makes their client feel comfortable? So somebody might say, well, I want to spend you know, $3,000 a year. How much coverage can I get for that? A lot of agents will design plans based on a budget because after all, you're the one writing the check. So you got to be able to afford that insurance. And that's really where the, you know the payments can be you know made annually, monthly, uh, semi-annually, quarterly. But as a general rule, most of the payments are made either annually or monthly. But there are some other payment options in there too. But regardless of that payment schedule, the payments are generally structured as an ongoing payment, meaning you're going to be responsible for making that payment on schedule until you actually go on claim. However. That being said, there are actually two companies left today who are offering plans that can be paid up in 10 years. And what I mean by that is I have a traditional plan. I'm going to pay on it until I go on claim. If I choose a 10 pay, that just means it's usually, and we'll just say for annual payments to, for, for the, 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 the point of this radio show today, an annual payment, that means I would have 10 annual payments and then my policy is fully paid up. Now, I own my policy forever. It's based on the contract that I wrote. I could have lifetime benefits or five years, whatever I chose, but I'm going to be paid up after 10 years. I will just make 10 annual payments. Now, again, these can be monthly or annually, but again, we're just going to, for, for the point of this, we're just going to say they're annual payments, so you'd make 10 annual payments. And again, there's only two companies that offer this option. Now, one of those companies, believe it or not, the traditional, again, we're still talking about plans that don't have any other value in them. There is one company out there that offers a single pay option, which is just what it says, just one single lump sum payment, and then you're paid up in the policy. You know, you, you own your policy, you're done. Now, I'll be honest with you, we don't see this option being used very much by individuals. Um, every once in a while, we'll get, you know, maybe one or two of those a year. But as a general rule, those are really carved out. The reason why they have the single pay option is for C corporations. Because if you are a business taxed as a C corporation, you can write off 100% of the premium in that year as a business expense. So we might see somebody, you know, a, a, a business owner that's a C corporation that maybe had a good year. They can just come in and just do write one check, and that's 100% deductible because all of it is long-term care insurance. So 
Again, as a general rule, most of the traditional plans are going to pay until you go on claim, but we do have two companies that will allow you to pay up in 10 years, and we do have one company that will allow us to pay in just one single payment on a traditional plan. Now, 20-some years ago, you know, back in the day when I was in the business originally, we had quite a few options, including paid up at 65. So if you were 50 years old getting a policy, you could say, well, I want the policy to be paid up at age 65 so that I don't carry payments into retirement. They had 10 pays. They had 20 pays, which would be like 20 years of payments or 10 years of payments. We even had a few hybrid options where you could put lump sums down and reduce that payment and then have a set amount of payments. So we had a lot of options on traditional plans. But what happened is the interest rates started going down. It's been a downhill slide for the last 30 years on those interest rates. That's where insurance companies get their return is from their cash reserve company. So they buy treasuries. Well, as those rates went lower and lower and lower, it was harder for them to to make the math work, the actuarial science. And so they start getting rid of a lot of those shorter pay options. And so again, today, I just have the two companies that do the 10 pay and one of them offers a single pay. Now let's look at this an example, just so you can see what I mean. You know, cause you might be thinking, well, well, why doesn't everybody do a 10 pay? Well, let's take a look at this. If we take a 55 year old couple, so we'll just say a husband and wife that want $200 a day of benefit, or that's say $6,000 a month for three years minimum of coverage. So remember, long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. You're deciding how much money's in the bucket, and we're deciding how fast we can take that money out. So really, we're going to say $200 a day. Minimum lasts three years, meaning if you take $200 out every day, that policy would last you three years. So you're going to have a little over you know, $216,000 in your bucket day one. We'll put an inflation rider on there, so that benefit amount will grow by 3%, and the total amount in your bucket will grow by 3%. So that's very common. So if I set up a plan like that for a couple, so again, basically $200 a day of long-term care insurance for a minimum of three years for the husband, the same amount for the wife, that premium on a continuous pay would be about $5,061. So just round it down to $5,000 a year. If it was done in 10 years, the company says, okay, you can just make 10 payments to it. Well, that's going to triple that payment. That's going to bounce it up to $15,000 a year. And if you wanted to do just one single payment and be done, you would write a check for about $128,000 to get that plan done. So when we do the math on that, the reason why we don't see a lot of the 10 pay and a lot of the single pay on these traditional plans is because for a 55-year-old, it's going to take them 30 years to pay the same amount in if they're just paying annual as it would that they're going to pay in over those 10 years because they're paying $15,000 over 10 years, that's $150,000. It's going to take them about 30 years of premium payments to put that same amount of money into the plan. They're already going to be 85 years old. And then if you look at a single pay, well, they're basically paying 25 years worth of payments right up front because, again, 5000 a year or $128,000 right up front. So that's why we don't see a lot of these shortened payments on traditional plans because also remember there's no cash value in the plan. There's no Um, death benefit. There's no return of premium. You can put those riders on, but that would just double the price again. So people generally don't do that. We would just look over in an asset-based type of plan if you're going to do that. But hopefully that gives you an idea of how those payments work. Now let's take a minute and talk about funding options on asset-based plans or the hybrid plans, as some people will call these. Again, when I say asset-based plans, that means that there's some type of value in this long-term care plan outside of just the long-term care insurance, meaning if you die and you don't use it, the money's going to go pay back to your state. Or if you need to cancel the plan, there's going to be some value in that plan that you can get back. You're not just walking away from your money. So with asset-based plans, we have a wide variety of funding options. So again, if I go back to traditional, honestly, it's continuous pay or it's a limited pay for 10 years. That's really what we see the most most people will do. And again, that 10 pay is, again, kind of a good carve-out for business owners as well, too. But when we go to asset-based plans, our popular we have lots of popular options, but by far it's limited pay and it's single pay. So let's talk about these for a second. Single pay, again, is just what it sounds like. One single payment into your plan, the plan is paid up. Now, one of our more popular asset-based plans, a savings-based plan, is the only way you can fund one of those plans. You're just repositioning some money like savings or CD or retirement accounts, whatever it is, just one lump sum over into the insurance company. You get that automatic leverage, the tax savings, but also you get your money back if you don't use it. So single pay is very popular. Another option we have on the asset-based plans is a multi-pay option. 
So what a multi-pay option basically does is it just says, look, you choose the amount of payments that you want to make. And again, we'll just say that they're annual payments. But we have companies that will offer two, three, four, five-year payment options. We have 10-pay options. We have 20-pay options. We have paid up at 65. So a lot of limited pay options. I personally have a 10-pay option. So that means after 10 payments, I will basically be done. My policy is paid up. I have lifetime benefits I've covered. Then on the asset-based plans, we also have continuous pay, which acts a lot like a traditional plan. It's just basically continuous pay means I'm going to pay until I go on claim. And we, you know, basically when we say continuous pay on the asset base, you're either going to pay until you're age 95, till age 100, that's when they're going to stop, or till you go on claim. Um, but it's just, you know, the nice thing about the continuous pay is it has that waiver premium built in, and you just off you go. So it's a nice continuous pay option. We have combination plans. So some of these combinations plans basically allow us to do a single lump sum down and maybe 10 payments or a single lump sum down and five payments. The idea that we're going to use you know, a combination is because it can lower those annual payments or maybe you inherited some money or you have, you know, I want to put $50,000 down to reduce my payments and just do five payments or 10 payments. So we have a lot of options like that. Then we also have retirement accounts, funding out of retirement accounts. We can move a lump sum over, spread the taxes out over 10 years. That is a very popular option for us. And then one of the last funding options you need to know about on asset-based plans and I can do this on traditional to some degree as well, too, is a 1035 exchange. So if I've got cash value in life insurance, cash value in annuities, I can even use a traditional plan. I can even fund a traditional plan if I have life insurance cash value. I can do a 1035 exchange, which means if there's growth, like if I've paid $100,000 of premium into my life insurance, but it's worth $150,000 of cash value, if I just cancel the plan, I'd have to pay tax on that 50000 But if we use a 1035 exchange... That $50,000 gain moves over to the life long-term care insurance from the life insurance. All the money would come out tax-free for long-term care. So just a real nice option there. Um, you know what? I'm just looking at my clock here. I need to take a quick break here, um, sneak one in here. But stick around. When we come back, we'll continue with the funding options. And then also we're going to touch about on a little bit about the riders that are available for some of these plans. So stick around. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. It's Dory Monson. A great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for the next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, like they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So, get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up now for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. 
This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. So, again, you heard the ads. We've got uh, classes coming up next Saturday, the 16th. That's going to be our first live webinar. And then we have one the following Thursday, the 21st. You can always get that information at 525longtermcare.com. Again, the classes are free. They're live. You get to interact with me. Send me your questions. Um, Just a real nice way to get kind of a nice, tidy package of everything that we talk about summed up in about 45 minutes so that uh, you can have a, just a better understanding of what's you know available out there, what your options are, what it pays for, all those kind of things. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about funding options for long-term care insurance. I think a lot of people still believe that I've just got to make a payment forever. And quite frankly, with the asset-based plans out there, that's about 80% of all the, the money going into these long-term care insurance plans or these asset-based plans. And we have a wide variety of ways to fund these plans. And that's part of the things that we always do when we're designing a plan. A lot of people come in and say, I just want a one-and-done payment, but then I find out that they have some tax deductions because they're a business owner. I'm going to say, hey, look, let's carve off this section, spread it out over a few years because you can get a tax deduction on that portion of it, and it doesn't change the benefit. It's still going to come back to you tax-free. So when would you choose one funding option over another? Let's say a limited pay versus a continuous pay. Well, if you choose a limited pay option – you know, you, you, you know what you're going to put into the plan, whether it's a traditional plan or, or an asset-based plan. If you have 10 years of payments or five years of payments, there's a stopgap. You know how much is going into that plan where continuous is really open-ended. Yeah, you could get hit by the bus tomorrow and go on claim and not make any more payments, or you could live to be 100 and still be going strong and still have to make those payments to keep that policy in force. You know, but again, both of these options, traditional and asset-based, if we're doing a continuous pay or even a limited pay with most of the insurance companies like mine, if I get hit by the bus at year seven and I'm on a 10 pay, I'm not going to make payments eight, nine, and 10. I'll have a fully paid up policy once I'm on claim. So you would look at those options. You know, many people will choose a limited pay just so they don't have to plan on carrying payments into retirement. They also know that there's a finite amount of money going into that plan. And like I was talking about last week, does it mean you're going to pay more or less? No, not necessarily. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like financing a car or a house. You just got to kind of do the math and, and, and see what makes sense to you. Now, let's look at, you know, a, a combination and a deposit of limited pay in, in a single lump sum. When would you do that? Well, when I do this a lot of the times on asset-based long-term care plans, it's for business owners because, remember, a linked benefit means we've got two benefits linked together. So the IRS says, look, you can deduct the long-term care insurance premiums up to the IRS limits, but you can't deduct the life insurance portion of that policy. It's a linked benefit. Or if it's a cash value annuity policy, you can't deduct the cash value policy, but you can deduct the continuation of benefits or the long-term care riders if they're broken out separately. So that's where we see that a lot. The combination is a deposit with a limited pay. This is really nice for business owners. Or, you know, I had a a client a couple weeks ago where she inherited some money from an aunt, and she said, I really want long-term care insurance. I want the asset base. I have a health savings plan at work. I I I don't have enough money to get the grandiose policy I want, but can I put this deposit down and then have smaller payments for X amount of years? And absolutely, that is a great way to do that. So that's why you might look at a combination and a deposit. But the bottom line, kind of 10,000-foot view on funding options for long-term care is just be you know well aware that there are different options. We're somewhat limited on the traditional plans, but once we move to the asset-based plans, we have just a tremendous amount of options on how to fund these plans, anywhere from single lump sum to continuous pay to a combination to limited pay options. So just lots of things that we can do. The next thing I want to talk about when you're putting a plan together outside of the funding options, I want to talk a little bit about riders and options. I mean, if you've gone out and bought a car lately, you see how that goes, right? They have a base model, and then they have another model up and another model up, and then, oh, once you pick the car you want, then you have all these different options, and it can get overwhelming. And I think long-term care insurance, they've cleaned it up a lot, uh, you know, compared to 20 years ago. There were just tons of riders and options that were all unique. But today we have some key riders and options that kind of carry over between the carriers. And I want to touch on some of the basic ones that you really need to know about. And again, you guys are designing a long-term care plan. You want to know what it does. You want to know how it works. You want to understand what you're paying for. 
And so number one rider out there that I think you need to be aware of, especially for younger people, is the inflation rider. And again, I don't like that name because it's not tied to the inflation. It's the idea is to protect you from inflation, meaning that the value of your policy is going to grow by whatever rate you chose. So if you say, I want a 3% compound inflation rider, that means it's going to grow your bucket of money by 3% a year, and it's going to grow the amount that you can take out of that bucket every month by 3% every year. So the whole idea is if I'm 50, I have $6,000 a month that I can take out for, say, $500,000 in my bucket. Well, when I'm 85, I'm going to have a little over $12,000 a month I can take out, and I'll have a little over a million dollars of long-term care insurance. So that's what the inflation rider does. Just think of it as a compounding interest rate based on you know whatever rate you choose. And most carriers will have 3% and 5% compound. Some have 3% and 5% simple. And then there's a few kind of various in-between ones. Like there's a, a traditional company out there that will offer you a choice between 1% and 5%. So you can actually choose like, you know, 3.5% or 4.25%. But it just – it locks in that growth rate, and then it affects your premium accordingly. Another rider that we use on a regular basis on the traditional pay-as-you-go type of plans is joint waiver of premium. And what this simply means is that when the first person goes on claim – it waives the premium for both policies. So when you have a husband and a wife, and if the husband ends up going on claim, then the wife's policy is going to be considered paid up. So there's going to be no more premiums on that. And that is a very inexpensive rider, and it makes a lot of sense on joint policies. So again, joint waiver of premium. Another one that we see, again, on the traditional policies is the shared care. I do not have a shared care policy on an asset base at this time, but I do have these on traditional So again, you have a bucket of money and your spouse has a bucket of money. If you run out of your bucket of money, shared care means you can dip into your spouse's. And this is what my grandmother did. She had two years of coverage. Her husband had two years of coverage. My grandma ended up using all four years because she exhausted her policy and she was able to dip into her her husband's. Now, that is varies, varies by state. Some states, like state of Washington, would require that you leave at least one year of coverage. So if you had $6,000 a month of benefit, you'd have to leave at least $72,000 in your spouse's bucket of money, but you could use the rest. So again, that is a shared care rider. Another rider that we see out there every once in a while is survivorship riders. And that generally, there's some kind of set time frame. I usually tell people plan 10 years. So again, if a husband and wife has a policy, they've been paying on it for 10 years, the husband dies, the wife's policy then would be considered paid up. That's a survivorship policy. The first one dies, as long as that policy is you've made 10 years of payments, one of you pass away and then the survivor is going to have a paid up policy. So that's kind of neat. Um, some other writers that we see on a regular basis you need to be aware of, zero day elimination, elimination option or waiver of elimination period for home health care. So some of the companies on the traditional say, look, it's 90 days. you got to pay for the first 90 days of care, or you can choose this rider. And if you're receiving care at home, it's zero days to wait. So those are things that can be handy because about three out of four people do start at home. Um, Return of premium riders, I don't like those. I'm going to be honest with you. We see those on the traditional plans. They're built in on the asset base. That's the whole idea of having an asset base plan is to get your money back if you don't use it. Well, traditional companies will offer that to some degree, but some of them will say you got to die before age 65. Other ones will say, well, we'll give you 50% back or we'll give you three months back or whatever it is. But really what it does is it just pushes the cost up so high that you can just get into an asset-based plan and have you know more meaningful coverage for the same amount of premium. So be aware of that when you see those. And then the last one I just want to touch on that I see out there is a non-forfeiture shortened benefit rider. So if you have a pay-as-you-go type of plan, there's a rider out there that says, look, if I can't make my payments, I get divorced, my business closes, and I've made you know 15 years of payments, and I can't make payments anymore, if you stop making your payments, then they will just allow you to have a shortened benefit or a reduced benefit, and so you don't owe any more payments at that. So uh, looking at the clock again, I, I, I need to squeeze in a quick break here for the news at the bottom of the hour, but stick around. When I come back, I've got a very special client of the week this week, Hannah, and I'm going to show you how we are designing a plan to protect her and to protect her estate for their special needs daughter. I'm going to go over all that and more when we get back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes 
at 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, summertime. Can you believe it? I just finished up the 4th of July, and that's always when, uh, I don't know, I I always feel like I'm right deep in the middle of summer after 4th of July, so hopefully everybody had a nice, safe, wonderful 4th of July. Um, if you just joined us, we we're talking today a little bit about just some of the things you need to understand when you're designing a long-term care plan. And when I say design, you really should be designing. You're not buying a box of cereal off the shelf that's prepackaged for you. You should be figuring out what monthly benefit you want, what the features and the riders are, and then how do you want to pay for that plan. And so you have these various funding options, and you're also going to have a lot of different features and riders that you can stick on different types of plans. And so that's very important when you're designing a plan because, after all, this is really your plan, and you want to make sure that it's going to work right for your situation. And if you just, you know, if you're new to long-term care radio, at the bottom of the hour, we always bring you a client of the week. And the whole idea with this is to just share with you, you know, how we went through and designed a custom plan and kind of a little background on the client and why we went the way we did. And this week, I've got a very special client of the week. Uh, this is Hannah, who is 58. And very unique situation. Hannah is married to Matthew. Matthew's 68, so he's 10 years her senior. And they have a special needs daughter that lives with them and will live with them for the rest of their life. So they know that, and that's what they're doing their planning based around. Um, they've been doing quite a bit of estate planning, and you know Matt is facing some serious health concerns. He's in the final stages of COPD, so he doesn't really think he's going to be around a whole lot longer, and that's what they were really worried about. They're trying to figure out okay, let's make sure we have all of our ducks in a row here um, financially. And one of the things that was standing out to him was long-term care insurance. Now, Matt's uninsurable, so there's nothing we can do for him, but he's probably going to pass away here most likely. He'd say he's, he's expecting, he said, less than two years most likely for him, maybe even shorter. And so what they're really concerned about is, you know, if something happened to Hannah using up assets that they want to leave for their daughter, they're setting up a special needs trust. And, you know, their biggest concern for their daughters, they don't want her to become a ward of the state. And that happens a lot. You know, special need kids, when their parents pass away and there's nobody else there to step in and take care of them, a lot of times they just become a ward of the state and they end up in some kind of, you know, facility like a, a, a Medicaid nursing home or something. So they really wanted to avoid that. And they want Hannah to be able to live with their daughter for as long as possible. That is something that is very, very important to him. He's like, you know, even if she needs help, she's in long-term care, if she's cognitive and she's able to, to interact with their daughter, they want to be able to still have that option. So, you know, very unique situation. And I really appreciate people like this because they're looking at the big picture. They're looking at the future. And they realize that there's a responsibility there that's going to be with them for, you know, as long as they're alive. And that's going to be their daughter. They want to just make sure that they don't spend down a bunch of money that they could use in a different, you know, way to take care of their daughter. So, again, Matthew's uninsurable. Hannah was in great shape. Um, She has no health issues currently right now. They have retirement accounts. They have a home free and clear. And the nice thing about their house is they had modified their house to make it suitable for aging and also to take care of their daughter. So they've got a mother-in-law built into this house. It's a rambler. And so everything is on one floor. And then they have a mother-in-law that is attached to the house. And so they really did some some good thinking when they're planning this because Hannah wants to stay there for as long as possible and, and you know raise their daughter and keep her there with them. So that's something that they did with their home. Um, one of the other things that's really kind of unique is Matthew has a sizable life insurance policy. So he had life insurance, whole life insurance, and he kept that. It's when the daughter was born, special needs, he was working, and that was one of the things he wanted to do is make sure that they could set up some life insurance so if something happened to them, they would have the resources. And so that money will be coming to Hannah um, when he passes away. So they are, they're counting on that as well, too. Um, what they wanted from their plan. Again, asset protection, top of the heap. It really was. They wanted to protect as much assets as they could. So if something happens to Hannah, they don't want to burn down a bunch of assets. They wanted flexibility in their plan. They did not want Hannah to have to move away from their daughter. If they 
could avoid that. So as opposed to her going to a nursing home or something and having to leave the daughter behind, they're hoping they can have the flexibility to have either care in home or if they really had to go to an assisted living facility, get a facility where the daughter could move in and live with her as well too. So that was something they were really kind of hoping would be something that they could get out of a plan, just that flexibility. And they also, you know, they thought because of the way their house was built, they wanted the flexibility to be able to get a caregiver. If they hired somebody that they trusted, whether it's family or friend or just somebody in the community that they knew, could they hire somebody and pay them with their long-term care insurance? Well, again, we've talked about this. If you have a, a cash indemnity policy, you can do that. If you have a reimbursement policy, you have to hire somebody through an agency, through a licensed agency. And what they're talking about, like we had some family friends that did this. They hired a nursing student that was a, a member of their church, and she lived with them, went to school in the day. The family took care of dad during the day, and then she was there to help, you know, the other, you know, 16 hours a day. And so that worked out really well. So they were, you know, just trying to keep their options open because um, they had built their house out for this. Could we maybe hire somebody from the community, become their employer, whatever it is, and have the funds to be able to pay them with our insurance? And so we put all this together, you know, the flexibility, the cash, the, the what they wanted. And I said, okay, this is kind of a unique situation, but we have several carriers out there that make a plan that we can design and build and customize that would be just ideal for them. And so my first thought was to look at a cash or an indemnity plan. So again, that means that when you go on claim, the insurance company just sends you the check. Now, as sexy as that sounds, you also have to understand that there's going to be a little bit more legwork on your end, like as far as paperwork goes. The IRS is going to make you fill out a few different forms. But the truth is, they're just paying you that money every month tax-free. You have to keep track of what you're spending it on from the IRS rules. But the nice thing about it is you can use that money to pay family members or hire somebody from the community or do something. You're not going to have to go out there and hire a licensed agency to provide that care. So that's a cash indemnity plan. And the other thing, when I see these people with like a, you know, a, a spouse that's uninsurable or a special needs adult child, what I like about the cash benefit plan is that let's say you only need $3,000 a month you know, to pay for the care for you to have you know, the home health care agency come in or whatever, but you also have a spouse or a special needs daughter. Well, you're, on a cash indemnity, you just have the money. They're going to give you that full monthly benefit, and you can spend the money you know, cooking for two, so to speak, you know, taking care of everything. So it just gives them a lot of flexibility. So that's really what we focused on. We wanted to focus on a plan that gave them the flexibility to hire who they wanted and to be able to keep Hannah and her daughter together, you know, for as long as possible. So here's what we did with the plan. We, we, we looked at a couple different options. One of the things with the funding options we were just talking about, we looked at limited pay options. We looked at continuous pay. We looked at single pay. And they really felt comfortable just doing a single pay. The nice thing about the single pay is you get more bang for the buck because the insurance company has the money right up front, you know, so it's a make sense deal for them. They're going to give you more benefit. And they also felt very comfortable in the fact that Matthew had a permanent life insurance policy. So any money they took out today would be more than replenished when he passes away. So, excuse me. So that's what we ended up doing. We ended up just taking a single deposit of $191,000. And we deposited that with the insurance company. And the way we ended up at 191000 is we worked backwards from a monthly benefit. So they decided that they wanted $8,000 or you know, about $96,000 today in today's dollars, extra money coming in. And so that gives Hannah a total bucket of money, day one, of $576,000. So it's six years of coverage at $8,000 a month. Now, the one thing we did do on this plan is we put that 3% compound inflation rider. So again, that grows the value in the policy, that bucket of money, it also grows the amount that she can take out of it. So again, remember, Hannah's only 58 years old. So if we go out 20 years, she's going to have $14,000 a month of benefit for six years, which is $1.28 million of long-term care insurance. Let's go out 30 years. Let's say that now she's, she's uh, take her out to age 87. She is now going to have $18,853 a month of benefit for six years or $1,463,000 of benefit. Folks, it's guaranteed. The inflation rider doesn't vary based on inflation. It's just a compounding effect 
So we're looking at this chart and we know how much money she's going to have at any given date in the future based on the rider that we put onto that policy. So it's a growing policy. So the idea there is that, you know, when she she's going down the road, I mean, when she's 70, where does she cross into a million dollars? It looks like when she's 75 years old, she's going to have over a million dollars of tax-free long-term care insurance that will come into her if she's in a care situation and will pay for the care that she needs, protecting the rest of their estate for their daughter. That is the number one key thing. Now, some other features about this plan, which I really like, number one is the cash benefit. So that means they can hire whoever they want. They can hire somebody from the community. They can hire um, a licensed agency. They can do whatever they want. They can pay family members. The insurance company is just going to send them that full monthly benefit every month, and it's up to them on who they hire. It's also got a death benefit. So the money that they put in, that $191,000, well, that's guaranteed to come back starting day one. It's going to have a $192,000 death benefit all year. So they're just basically returning the premium back to the state. So if Hannah gets lucky and never uses it, that money's going to go back to the estate. They'll still have the life insurance for Matthew, plus their other assets that they save that can go into the special needs trust for their daughter. So that's made them feel really good. Statistically, Hannah will use this policy. I mean, it's a 70% chance, right? So statistically, she will use some or part of it, or maybe she uses all of it. We don't know. But here's the thing. Even if she uses all of this insurance, it's got a $192,000 death benefit. Once she uses $192,000 of long-term care, she's used up the death benefit. So technically that's gone. But this policy also has a guaranteed minimum death benefit. And what that means is Hannah can go out in the future and let's just say she's you know, at age 77 and she's got $1,100,000 of long-term care and she uses all of that. And then she passes away the estate's still going to get a check back for $38,400. So that's the guaranteed minimum death benefit. So net-net effect on this, you know, you're, you're looking at it saying, that's really cost them about $155,000 to get this growing long-term care benefit, and they're guaranteed to get minimum. You know, $192 back if she doesn't use it, she'll get all of her premium back. But even if she uses all of her long-term care insurance, she's still going to get that $38,000 back. So just a very unique feature on this plan. And then it's also got what we call a retroactive zero-day elimination period. So that means if Hannah does end up in long-term care, she'll pay for the first 90 days of care. But then at month four, they're just going to send her a check for four months' worth of benefits. So if she's getting $10,000 a month, starting the beginning of month four, she'll get a check for $40,000. And then she'll get a check for $10,000 every month after that. So that's what's nice about this plan. It's just going to, you know, they're going to say, yep, let's get set up. Let's do the paperwork, do all those things. But once the 90 days have gone by, we're going to give you all that money for those first 90 days. So you're not going to end up being out of pocket for anything on that either. Now, why does this plan work so well for Hannah? I mean, I'll just tell you, number one, it's flexibility. If I could sum it up in one word, it's just a very, very flexible plan. Immediate growing tax-free benefit. It's got the inflation rider on it. It's going to help provide care for her in a time of need. She'll be able to help her daughter. She's got a cash benefit. She can hire somebody to come in and take care of both her and her daughter. She's not going to have to sit there and worry about fighting that with the insurance company, like on who's who the caregivers are actually helping. It's just a cash benefit. So she doesn't have to worry about that. Money's going to be replenished to the estate if she doesn't use it. So the money can help her daughter out if she doesn't use it. But more importantly, it's going to provide a real meaning for protection. The biggest worry that they had is should something happen to Hannah, they don't want to drain down the estate before you know, and then end up using half the estate or two-thirds of the estate before Hannah passes away and then not being able to leave that money to take care of their daughter because they don't know how long she will be dependent on the money that they leave. So that was just very key for them, and that's what I really liked about this plan. And again, because Matthew has the life insurance policy on himself, they felt very comfortable about just doing a single pay. Again, this policy, we could do a 10-pay we could do a, um, you know, we could have done a paid up at age 65 for Hannah. You could do a continuous pay. You could do a combination. Talking about all those funding options, they just did it in one single lump sum. Make it easy for them, and they feel comfortable because they also know that they have that life insurance that they can now put to work protecting their daughter in the future. So just a real fantastic policy. Um, I'm going to take a, my final break here, come up for air a little bit, but stick around when we get back. We're going to continue the conversation on some of the design options for your plan. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. 
Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. It's Story Months, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for the next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, like they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So, get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up now for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Uh, back into the final segment here. and I'll just tell you, um, I, I'm just still real excited that uh, summer is finally here. I'm up in the Pacific Northwest most of the time. I'm in Colorado for the 4th of July week, and then I'll be out in Colorado again in the fall. But um, we had such a wet spring, and then it finally got nice about a week ago, week before the 4th of July. And um, and then it's you know it's been sunny in Colorado, but uh, summer is here, and believe it or not, we're just already blowing through July. I've got a couple classes on the calendar for July, so again we talk about the classes on a regular basis just because it's a really good way for you to you know just kind of wrap all this stuff up, and more importantly, find out a little bit about how we work, and, and, and you're going to get to beat Madeline, our case manager, and, and talk with me and send me questions. And the, the whole idea is just to get you comfortable with the subject matter so that when we sit down and we design a plan, we're going to design a plan for you that's right for you. And so today we were talking about some of the different riders, some of the different options, some of the different funding options. You don't need to, to know all of those options. You, you need to be aware that you have different options and there's different riders, but that's really the skill set that I'm going to bring to you looking at your situation. And it's just like the client of the week. When I see somebody like that with a special needs adult child, I'm going to say first and foremost, if we can qualify, we want to look at one of these cash benefits. We at least want to compare that to the other options. Now, the downside of the cash benefit is you can't get a lifetime benefit. You can get six years of coverage. But the trade-off is you have a very flexible policy if you need to be able to bring that money in. And really, for the nice thing about these cash benefit plans, the IRS says, we're pretty much going to leave you alone as long as you have less than $12,000 a month coming in, meaning they're probably not going to audit you or do anything on that. If you're getting $20,000 a month of cash benefit, the IRS is just going to say, well, that's fine, but you got to verify where you're spending that money above that 12000 or else you have to claim it as income. Well, for Hannah in that situation, our client of the week, she's well under that IRS threshold. And even with that 3% inflation rider, she will stay under that IRS threshold moving forward because they raise that threshold a little bit every year. So my point is in the situation is that, you know, long-term care can be from a couple hours a day, a couple days a week, all the way up to 24-7. 
most people start out on the lower end of the of the scale and then they kind of might move up. But if that's the case with Hannah, you know, if she starts out and she just needs help for a few hours a day, well, basically maybe she's spending six thousand dollars a month on care, but she's got ten or twelve thousand coming in. That's just additional money that she can bank and protect her assets and protect and use for her daughter. So that's why that plan just made so much sense. And what we're doing with you is when we talk about designing a plan for your situation is we want to look at your entire big picture. And one of the big things we always want to look at is your funding source. Where is your money? Do you have life insurance? Can we do a 1035 exchange? Are you a business owner? You know, are you just really, you got a great pension coming in and you're holding off on social security, maybe a pay as you go, continuous pay makes the most sense for your situation. We'll discuss all of those options because that's really what we want to do is make sure that we have a plan that's right for your situation, number one. But then number two, let's figure out the most efficient way to fund that. And one of the things I always want to go over with you is how do we get through to the tax deductions? Are there any tax deductions that you can do? Those are a little tricky for individuals. You basically, you know, either have to have some business income or you have to have a health savings account. But there are some deductions out there. And when I see them and I spot them, I'm going to let you know so that you can just kind of, you know, think through that and you can understand like, hey, okay, maybe I'll use this type of plan and I'll pay it this way because then I can get a deduction. And another thing I want you to really think about is that because of the the uniqueness of people's situation. And what I mean by that is just let's take where you live, for example. If you live in, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma in the suburbs, well, your cost of care is going to be a lot less than if you're living in, you know, downtown Seattle or New York City or someplace like that. So we're always trying to figure that out, saying, hey, where do you live now? Where do you think you want to live in the future? I mean, $3,000 a month of benefit might be very meaningful to you where you live today. But if you're planning on moving closer to your kids and retirement, we might want to look at that cost of living in that particular area and see if we can adjust the plan accordingly. And I'll just tell you in all honesty, I don't have any clients at all that wish they had less long-term care insurance. You're choosing how much of that risk you're mitigating. We just don't know what the risk is. But you're saying, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take 6000 a month or I'll take 5000 a month or I want 10000 a month. It's up to you, but it's like anything else. It's just like buying a car. You know, the fancier we get, the more options we get, the more we're going to have to pay. And so we're always trying to balance that out. And so you want to look at your situation. Where are you going to live? Where do you live today? Where are you going to live in the future? Who's going to be involved in your care situation? Are your kids going to help out? Do you want them to help out? Do they know that you want them to help out? I mean, we're just going to go through all those things and talk about that. One of the big things I always get to and the questions in our webinar that I just wanted to touch on too is that one of the funding options, what's made made these limited pay and these single pay so popular is that people just don't have to carry payments moving forward. So they can just reposition some cash. But if you really think about what you're doing if you do a single pay, right now, like our client of the week, Hannah had no insurance. So she was basically self-insuring and that's what was scaring her and her husband. They're like, gosh, if something happens to me, I become an insurable. I'm basically self-insuring. I'm going to have to spend these assets down. Well, what you're doing when you walk into the insurance company in this example, and you write them a check for $190,000, well, that's money that you would be using for your self-insuring, right? It's just that now you have a bucket of money that's just parlayed up. You've got all this leverage. So now you've got you know, $600,000 of covers today. You just tripled the value of your money, and it's growing at a set rate. And so that's really what these asset-based plans do really well, is that they're just a better way to self-insure. And so a lot of people do that. Well, that always brings a question back up. What happens if the insurance company isn't around? Or what if the insurance company goes out of business? I just wrote them this check. What's going to happen? And that's something I really want you to understand, that, that it's a very honest question. I get it every class, every webinar. Somebody asked me that. What happens if the insurance company goes out? Well, your contract is still good. Let me just put it that way. When you take out a long-term care insurance contract, it doesn't matter what company it is. My grandma had a, a policy with, I don't even know the company. It was like XYZ company. They stopped selling long-term care insurance. They decided to get out of that portion of the business. They still did other insurance lines. They simply transferred their book of business over to Genworth, who ended up servicing that contract, said, here's your 800 number. This is how you call. This is how you get a claim going. So the insurance companies can do that. 
But if an insurance company just went really belly up and they just, you know, that's what everybody's worried about. They close their doors and they disappear. Well, they don't do that. They can't do that. They're cash reserve companies. And the states regulate these. And so the company, the states are going to step in before that happens. And so what I just want everybody to understand out there on these asset-based plans, there has never been a case where a policy has not been paid. It's never been a case on a life insurance. There's never been a case on an annuity because there's guarantees behind that. There's reinsurance, and the states highly regulate, and they're also going to have some kind of association that's going to oversee that, and they will provide you information. The state will when you take out a policy based on the states you live in. So that's why I think we're starting to see such a big move towards the people that were, hey, let's face it, I do not want a traditional plan. I don't want to pay into something for like 50 years and then never use it. That's what their fear is. So I'm just going to self-insure. I've done okay. I've got good assets. Well, now what we're doing is we're simply saying, that's great. Let's just take a piece of your, your pie here, a little bit of your assets, pull it out of one pocket, put a bunch of features and benefits on it, and stick it right back in the other pocket. It's still your asset. If you don't use it, that money doesn't disappear. It's going back to your family. But what it does with all those features and benefits we stuck on there, the government wants you to have them. The government wants you to keep them, stay off of the Medicaid rolls. They don't want you doing legal planning to get on Medicaid. They want you to have insurance, and that's why they've given us such wonderful options out there, including these different funding options. So uh, you've burned another week with us. Um, thanks so much for your interest. I'm going to continue uh, putting together another show for next week. So stick around. We'll be back. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. It's Dory Monson. A great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for the next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, like they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So, get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up now for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 525 longtermcare.com.